like Brendan to get carried away, is it? No, not at all. What a time to be alive. Stevens to go. Disposal efficiency. Pressure point. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 57 of the Pressure Point podcast. Round 13 just uh, just finished, and um, it was a long four-day, five-day, four-day weekend of footy from Thursday to Monday, which was awesome. And the Queen's birthday clash that we had yesterday between Melbourne and Collingwood was um, a surprising result, and I guess that's where we're, we're going to start uh, this episode is um, Collingwood's performance against Melbourne and um, sending off Nathan Buckley in style, who... Um, stood down as Collingwood coach a day after our last podcast. So we haven't really spoken about it either. So we, this is the first time. We haven't touched on it at all, yeah. which is um, surprising because it feels like a lifetime ago that he stood down yeah. now with all the media hype that's been around it. But yeah, he stood down and some you know question whether he stood down or got pushed out or a bit of both. But um, whichever one it was, he stood down. And yeah, on the week, Monday was his last game of footy that he coached for the Pies and they got up for him, they, which, mm. was un, which was very surprising. Especially against Melbourne, who well, we all know what Melbourne have done this year. They've only lost the one game, and to beat them, and you know, quite comfortably as well. I mean, it was pretty tied up until halfway through the last quarter, but Melbourne never really looked like threatening to to win that game. Like Collingwood seemed to, they just seemed to want it more, and you could tell they were playing on emotion. And um, I mean, it's just it's almost like a, a disrespect, isn't it? Like, where, where's that been all year from Collingwood? Yeah, Bucks, would, he'd, he'd be happy no. with the win, but he'd probably yeah. slightly be thinking, geez, you, you waited till now. Yeah. I mean, how funny is that? He gets, you know, stood down for what they'd say would be poor performance from the club. And then his last game, they go out and beat top of the ladder. Quite comfortably, like you said. I mean, after quarter time, they didn't, re- like, they, they stayed in the game, but they never really looked like pushing to win that game. So Collingwood won quite comfortably against the Ds. And yeah, there's some question marks now saying, well, if you can do it against Melbourne, in this game, why can't we do it every week? Mm, exactly right. Um, and they're young, yeah, their young players look really good. And Tagoe went in the midfield and got like 32 touches. So he played a great game. Um, Scott Prendenbury has another medal to his, uh, to his tally. Under the collection. Unbelievable. He's, uh, he's probably the best player to never win at Brownlow, Scott Prendenbury. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculous. And for me, I think he's still a bit underrated. And that just shows how good his career's been. Oh, he's been under. Um, I don't want to say underrated because everyone knows that he's a gun, but, but underappreciated. That's how good he. That's how good he is. Oh, exactly, and it's the consistency yeah. as well from him. I don't think he's ever had a year where he hasn't performed. Yeah, like most players. Most players, you look through their career, there was a year or two where they weren't at their best, and I don't remember Pendlebury ever having one of those years. Maybe a Collingwood fan can tell me otherwise, but from memory, I don't think he's had one of those. He's just so consistent. Yeah, Braden Maynard played well. The good yeah. dealer boy. Yeah, he was. He was great too. Um, you could just tell though the, the, those kind of pl- those kinds of players just play on emotion, and then you know what they're going to give every week, and they just gave a little bit extra than what they already give, like you know, like a Maynard, Pendlebury, Dugowie, even Sidebottom played really well. So even Darcy Cameron was great for Collingwood as well. Took some big marks and kicked four goals. Oh, so, huge, huge from um, uh, Cameron. It was great. Yeah, great to see. So um, I guess a question without notice: what what, what is Nathan Buckley's legacy? Like, because no premierships as a player or coach. How does he leave the game? You know, is he regarded as a, as a successful coach? Obviously, he was a successful player, winning Brownlows and all that sort of stuff, but no premiership. No premiership. Um, he'd be probably disappointed he didn't take one away. I mean, 2018, arguably, they should have won if that free kick gets paid to Maynard. Different story now, but I don't know. I think he's, uh, he's definitely the most famous, famous name to come out of Collingwood. I mean, he's heart and soul, player, coach, both of those things. I think the legacy doesn't get tarnished with the fact that he didn't win a premiership. I think it'll be more just 
one of those things you look back in and think, geez, how nice would it have been to cap it off? You know, you know, you, know, you get those players as well that have those outstanding careers but just never quite win a flag, like a Robert Harvey or something like that, who coincidentally is the one taking over mm. the job from Bucks now. But something like that, you, no one thinks about back on Robert Harvey and goes, geez, that was a waste. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he won Brownlows and stuff, obviously, where Bucks didn't win much as a coach other than making the grand final. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it hurts his legacy too much. I think it would be more something you probably look back on and goes, geez, it's unlucky. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think he got as close as he could um, in as a player and coach. So, um, yeah, for me, he's regarded as one of the one of the greatest players of all time. Um, coaching was a great coach, um, in my opinion, as well. Um, unlucky not to win in 2018, as you said before. And even 2019, they blew a big chance as well, losing a giant, the Giants in that prelim um, where they should have won. And then they would, would have had a crack at you guys who they matched up well against you guys, as you know very well, in that, that part of... Um, your success. Yeah, so. try not to think about that. Because yeah. if they had played that grand final against us, it could have been a completely different story. Yeah. So who knows how that would have gone down. But yeah, like you said, just pretty unlucky. Um, but the thing I want to ask you as well is, I was only, what, I think a month or two ago at Max that Collingwood re-signed Nathan Buckley and then now we're looking at him and he's been, you know, he's stepped down. Do you think something's happened that's changed? What, what do you think it is that's changed? Because why re-sign a guy and then, I mean, if he has actually stepped down... And that's completely different, I guess. But then even him, why re-sign? And then a month later, go, actually, you know what? Mm. It's bizarre timing, isn't it? Like, especially halfway through the year. Um, oh, I think I think there's a bit of both there. I think the club wanted to move on and get something someone fresh in. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think the PR story that they wanted out of it, they didn't want a club legend to be sacked as the headline. It was more just like Buckley can sort of leave on his own terms, which is... Which is a good thing, I think. But yeah, I think there's there's two sides to it. Oh, hundred, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. There is. Um, yeah. Anything else we want to talk about that game? I think we've we've covered that quite well. Melbourne should be disappointed. Um, I um, think they will be. They had their chances. They will. had their chances throughout the whole game. Melbourne. There was um, there was times where they went up forward and just unlucky not to convert or you know, simple things that they weren't hitting, getting right that. Every other week this year they have, so it was just not their not their day, unfortunately. But Collingwood will be, you know, will be wrapped. It's a fairy tale ending, isn't it, to get the win and on such a big occasion yeah. as well, the freeze M and D day as well yeah. for you know Neil Danaher and all that. And yeah. No bigger occasion for them. So nah, they'd be very stoked with that win. Yeah, perfect for them. Um, be interesting to see how the uh, attention to detail boys would be feeling after that loss. As we spoke to them in our last episode, as we'll guess on there podcast which was great that's it so. I, sp- I did speak to tim last night and he uh he told me he was laying an egg during the game so he wasn't happy <laughs> at all but um i yeah. think when you're sitting pretty top of the ladder you can you can take these losses a little bit easier than some of the other teams in the comp yeah absolutely they'll uh, they'll bounce back and it's probably a loss that they needed to have anyway um st kilda oh no <laughs> oh no geez they're one of those teams that we've uh there hasn't been a lot of positive things to say about st kilda this year especially on this podcast <laughs> Um, oh, what happened up in Cairns on I'm, Saturday night? I'm not sure. Honestly, I'll, watching the game, it, I, I don't know. I don't know what to put it down to. It was just like they just switched off or Adelaide switched on. I'm not sure which one it was. And, I mean, look, a couple of unlucky decisions. It was that, that free kick given in the goal square midway through the last quarter went Adelaide's way. Definitely shouldn't have been a free kick. That hurts. And then I think what hurts even more is to lose the game with a disrespectful kick over the head in the goal square. Unbelievable. Like, when does anybody ever attempt that, let alone when the game is on the line? And he's nailed it 
Not only that, though, I didn't go through on the full, so they had a chance to spoil it, but yeah. no one pushed hard enough to get to the line. It was crazy. And, yeah, you'd, you'd obviously be very disappointed with that and start to question where the club is at a bit, I guess, with, you know, we've spoken about it before. They were tipped to be a lot higher than these and performing a lot better than what they have been. So where to now for the Saints? Yeah, exactly right. Like, what, where are they going? Um, obviously, winning a final last year, everyone expected them to be decent this year, which is what we've said a lot of times. And I don't know, like, they're just... They do have a lot of injuries, but you can't blame them all the time. They've just got – there's something deeper there, similar to what Carlton's going through, I think, um, whether they need an external review as well. They might need one. I think they do. Well, cause something – like we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago as well where Matthew Lloyd offered his services to Max King for goal kicking and the club's turned around and goes, nah, we don't want that happening. Now, if you're a key forward that you want to develop into the best forward you know, you guys have had in recent memory and kick bags of goals for years to come – was getting help offered to him by one of the best goal kickers of all time in Matthew Lloyd. Whatever's happening at the Saints isn't working. Wouldn't you want to take that opportunity? I think something internally at the Saints isn't quite where they'd want it to be. And the decisions getting made probably aren't in the best interest of the club because from an outsider's point of view, things aren't going right. And there has to be more of a reason than just what we're seeing on the ground. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know what... They've obviously got goal-kicking issues as well, um, their accuracy in front of goal. Um, and then they're just leaking goals. like, And they've been, they've been smashed a lot as well, which is not a good sign of, of any team, um, especially a team that's been fancied for finals. Um, and I believe Adelaide were scoreless halfway through that second quarter as yeah. well. Yeah. So that's, that's what I mean. It, how does that happen? How does that turnaround happen? Yeah. It's, um, so they've got something wrong there where they leak too many goals um, way too quickly. Um, they've got serious defensive issues there as well. And I don't know. I just don't think they've got the mix right. Um, culture issues. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on there. A lot going on. And they're going to need some sort of review because what they're dishing up is is worse than what Carlton is doing, in my opinion, anyway. And Carlton's has not been great. But well, <laughs> Saints, I think have, Saints have been worse. I have to agree. And I think especially when you consider the fact that they were supposed to be a lot better. I mean, yeah. Carlton obviously would tip to probably play finals this year, where St Kilda would tip to probably finish top four and really push the top two even. Mm. And now they're, you know, bottom half of the ladder, getting pumped most. Like, oh, there's, how many games have they lost by over 50 points this year? Yeah, uh, heaps, heaps. 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 And then, you know, they only lost by six against the Crows, but the, um, the margin that they had in front earlier in the game, it's basically a 50-point loss mm. to give that kind of margin up. So... Yeah, they'd be spewing and something definitely needs to change, I think, internally at the Saints. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially in that humid, slippery weather up in Cairns as well. Um, you know, it wasn't like a dry, quick game. Like Adelaide were able to peg it back, you know, pretty well. So, which is concerning and uh, good ground as well, that Cairns ground. I drove past it um, a couple of months ago now when I was up there. So That's it's right. A good little joint. Good, uh, uh, good little spot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I would love to watch footy there. Um, but no, it didn't look like a great night. It looked like it was raining and muggy and wet and everything. So It does get very humid. We saw that yeah. last year when the footy was played majority in Queensland, especially the finals. Yeah. Um, it does get very dewy at night and it becomes, becomes a slippery game. Yeah. The players by now would surely be used to it. Yeah. But yeah, that's that what baffles me even more how they were able to let Adelaide in it like that so easily. But um, yeah, back to the drawing board for the Saints and yeah, you, you'd put a mark through their season for sure. Yeah, I, I can't see them playing finals yep. now. And even if they were to just scrape in, they're not having any impact. No. The Tigers. Oh, jeez. Let's touch on them. Speaking of. Let's touch on them. Yeah. That let's, was a let's, let's. That was a, uh, a shattering loss, to say the least. 
Yeah. Well, like the Saints, we didn't have as big of a lead, but midway through the fourth quarter, we're up by 22 points, and I'm sitting on my couch pretty comfortable thinking, all right, this is good. This is what we want to be doing against these sides over in WA, putting on good performances. We'd already had some opportunities that we missed early in the game, but, you know, I thought we well and truly made up for those with, you know, the performance we put on and broke out into a good lead and thought things were looking good. And then next thing I know, Adelaide pile on... Oh, Adelaide. West Coast pile on four goals in a row and... That last one by Josh Kennedy from the boundary line is absolutely superb. Wins the game. And, yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's um, I was pretty flat, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. Especially over there as well, in front of all their noisy fans. Um, you, know, you thought you'd silence them. You thought you had the win. And, yeah, and then to see Josh Kennedy kick a goal like that, like he's, he's an unbelievable player. And then especially it was his first game back in a while as well. So it's just, oh, it's got to hurt, but... I mean, you can't... Be, I mean, yeah, obviously it is a disappointing loss, you know, um, but West Coast over there, no matter who they've got in or out, are always going to be tough. And, yeah, you took it right up to them and should have won the game. So, But, oh. yeah, it's these games that you drop that could cost you at the end of the year. Well, that's it. I mean, th- this was our chance to sort of push again for top four and put ourselves in contention mm. for that top four spot, whereas now it's almost sayonara. Like, we have to win, I think, every game for the rest of the season mm. and a few other results pending for us to finish top four. So You've done it before. We've done it. We have done it before. <laughs> we have done it before. So I've got that to hang my hat on. But it's still disappointing. And, you know, it's little things that went wrong throughout the game or didn't go the way they normally would. Like, Noel Bolter had a surprisingly off game, which, you know, in his third year of AFL footy, that's going to happen. But it was just... You know, unfortunate that happened against one of the best key forwards in the comp. Um, you know, there's a few times, well, even in the last quarter, there was a Jason Castagna had a chance on goal and he probably had two players running past him and he's turned on his left boot and launched it from 45. I mean, didn't know you were a left footer, but um, yeah. learnt that one the hard yeah, way. Yeah, did see that, yeah. Um, you know, and then even with eight seconds to go, Dustin Martin has the ball steaming in forward and does the team thing, puts it to the top of the goal square and, um, you know, Shannon Hearn takes an easy mark because no one got no one got to the contest. Um, I'd... Should oh, he have had a shot? Yeah. yeah. It's Dustin Martin. You yeah. have that. I'd rather lose the game with Dusty kicking a point than the way we did, yeah. to be honest. So I think yes, but he did he did the right thing, but also the wrong thing, if that makes sense. I think he should have taken the shot personally. And I looked at the footage because of course I'm reviewing every second trying to find reasons at why we mm. lost and all this. And um the two ones I I noticed, which well lucky they didn't get a goal out of this one, but there was the, I mentioned it before we recorded the Marlon Pickett free kick that happened where he got done for a danger tackle. Mind you, they missed the goal, so not that one's not to blame. And the Liam Ryan kick to Josh Kennedy did not look 15 mm. metres to me. And I think they've, they've actually measured it and it was 14.5. So at the time, I was pretty filthy, but we're looking back on it. It's like, how's the umpire supposed to get yeah. half a metre? You know, that's pretty accurate. Okay, that's fine. But then the one that gets me now is I reckon Shea Bolton, you might have to watch the footage after, but I reckon Shea Bolton was being blocked from running and marking that ball that Dusty kicked in the fall line with eight seconds ago and the umpires missed a free kick there right in the goal mm. square that would have won us the game. Now, I'm not blaming the umpires for the loss because, like I said, we're 22 points up. We should not have blown that either way. But it was a running theme over every game in the weekend, not just the Richmond one. I just follow that one more closely. But I've said it before and I'll, I'll probably say it in the next four, five, six episodes we do. Someone needs to hold the, the umpires more accountable, I think, because in big games and key moments, they're missing and or making the worst decisions that are just mind-boggling. Now, like I said, I'm not blaming the Tigers' loss on that because we shouldn't have lost either way. But there are moments in other games that I noticed, like I, like the St Kilda Adelaide one, and he goes, you, and, and his, his explanation was, you didn't allow him to mark the ball. Mm. Well, that's a defender's job. 
They're not yeah. supposed to let the forwards mark the yeah. ball. You didn't chop the arms. It was a fair contest. And you, I don't, I don't know. I feel like the AFL are trying to always push the scrutiny away from the umpires. But I feel like it needs to come down heavier on them because they're making the worst decisions at the moment. And personally, I, I get angry watching games, not even Richmond games. I'm talking about mutual games that I'm just watching as for a good time. And I'm getting frustrated because I'm thinking, how was that a free kick? Yeah. Or how was that missed? Or whatever it is. And I don't know if it's just me that's losing it. I don't know if you're feeling the same when you watch footy at the moment, but I think something there needs to be more accountability there. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that one you just spoke about, that Adelaide one um, against the Saints, that was terrible, absolutely terrible. And the explanation that he gave was, it was like he knew he was wrong, and he like he didn't know how to explain it, and that was that was the best thing he could come up with. So, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't know, but then like again, it comes back to the rule changes as well. Like there's just too much changing and happening. How, you, how the umpires meant to adapt. Oh, and that's the thing. So I'm, I'm on their side with that, with yeah. the fact that the AFL has changed too many rules and this and that. Although the biggest thing for me that I've noticed is a lot of the time, it's not even the new rules that they're making the mistakes with. It's it's like the, the ones that have been there for a while. The ones that have yeah. been there for a while. The Adelaide one, That's that rule's been there for how long? Chopping the arms. Yeah. That's been there as, as long as I've played footy. But yeah. He didn't chop the arms. It was a clear spoil and, you know, blocking people from running for a mark, that's never been allowed. But all of a sudden, the little thing ones like that are annoying. The new ones I'm sympathetic with because it's too much. Like the, being an AFL umpire would be the, one of the hardest jobs. Yeah. The rule, there's too many rules, too many interpretations. It's a hard job. I know that. But as, as well, much as players cop it in the media, I don't know why the umpires don't as well because mm. they have just as big of an impact on the game as the players do. Jack Higgins kicks, was it 0-6 or 1-6 the other week? Everyone's calling him Missy Higgins and the media blew up for a week and everyone criticised him and, and gave it to him that week. But then an umpire can have a game-changing decision and it gets pushed under the rug a little bit. Mm. And it's only nuffies on Facebook that sort of blast them. But yeah. the media don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's almost like a touchy touchy subject, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what, that's what it feels like. I mean, I know fans invent all the time, like I do constantly when I see some terrible ones, but the media shy away from it. It's as if they don't want to... Like you said, it's a touchy subject. They don't want to get involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, while we're on umpires and um, the judiciary and the tribunal and everything, what do you think of the David Mackay, Hunter Clark incident? I'll, I'll be. I think it's a, an injustice and a disappointment to our game if he gets suspended. Yeah. I, Matt, I don't know if you've got the same opinion, but I think the way he attacked the footy was completely fair. Nothing, he didn't do anything untoward. It went for the footy. His eyes were on the ball the whole time. His hands were even outstretched to try to grab the footy. And it was very unlucky. I didn't, you don't want anyone, you know, what did he do? He broke his jaw in like yeah. three places or whatever it was. He's out for but six to eight weeks. Yeah, but if you if you just, just make these decisions on, oh, that's when that's the result, you know, that's the injury he caught, therefore you deserve this much. It's like, well, no, because his intentions weren't untoward. Mm. That, that's what I feel in it because players aren't going to attack the footy hard anymore because they're going to be not they're not worried about knocking themselves out a lot of these guys are very brave a lot braver than myself yeah. I know that for sure but a lot of these guys are scared that they're going to be rubbed out for three or yeah. four weeks now for knocking someone out when they didn't mean to if someone turns around and swings or you know you punches or you, you know you lift your elbow or leave the ground I get those ones because you've gone out of your way to attack someone but he's gone for the ball yeah and the a I don't like what the AFL did either. They sent it straight to tribunal, didn't yeah. want to touch it. Terrible. They get criticised for a day, and then they come out and go, no, nah, no, nah, it should have been three weeks. We want three weeks mm. minimum for this. Yeah. It's well, terrible. Make up your I mind. I know. I, I completely agree with you. Um, I think that you know what's going to happen. It's because he's got a serious injury, he's going to get suspended. You know, he, you know he is. 
Um, if Hunter Clark comes off that unscathed, then it'll be fine. But it's because he's got a serious injury. He's going to get suspended. We all know it's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. So. And it's going to be – honestly, this might be a bit of an over-exaggeration, but it's a travesty to our game. No, it is. It is. It is because that's not – he, he did nothing wrong. That's, that's textbook yeah. attacking the footy. There was nothing against the rules about what he did. Mm. Got it, okay, you could argue he got him a little bit – he got him high – but it wasn't like it was a hot, it was a you know he threw the arm out or anything like that. He just attacked the ball. Yeah. If you suspend someone for that, then I don't know. Well, I don't it, know where it, we're headed it, as a game. It's similar to the Lucky Plowman one, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's very similar. And look, I'm all for protecting the head, and I agree that you know we've got to protect our players. But when you're doing stuff like that, that's not you're not protecting anybody. You're just changing the game and yeah. making it more confusing for players, umpires, the tribunal, everyone. Especially when the AFL can't make up their mind. Mm. Either you get involved. Or you make your mind not to and you keep out of it. Because now they've opened their big mouths and said, no, nah, no, nah, we, we want minimum three weeks for this. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 how come two days ago you didn't? Yeah, I know. I don't know, that's just me. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on. Let's move on to some positive news. And uh, Big Harry Mackay has re-signed at the Blues for another two years, which is great news. Um, the best thing to happen to the Carlton Football Club this year, that's for sure. That's huge. That's yeah. massive. A few rival clubs will be pretty disappointed with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Essendon thought they were a chance, but... <laughs> I think a few clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I was going to press the laugh track button, but it had <laughs> feedback that it's a bit delayed, so I might let that one go today. But yeah, um, right. I'll do the laughing for them. Thank you very much. But yeah, it's... Um, no, that's huge news for the Carton Footy Club. And this is what I was talking about earlier. Now that Harry's signed, do you think that's a segue into Crip signing as well? Yeah, well, they, I think they've come out and said next couple of days... Cripps is going to... Oh, so they've said that. Because they came out a few weeks ago and said he's agreed to it. Yeah. But they haven't officially announced it. Yeah. I think they. I think this is going to be like the week that they do it. So, Just yeah. Just to bring some positivity back after a pretty bad couple of weeks. Well, not better way than during the bye week. Because yeah. you, you can't be disappointed with... No, it's no uh, loss to have. It's been the best weekend of, of the season so it's far for me. With yeah, you, you did come in with a che- in a cheery mood oh, today. I was pretty happy with no that. No loss. No stress. Um, got to watch other teams... To support themselves, like St Kilda, um, it was great. Um, the Euros are on in the in the soccer, so love right. uh, for a lot of people out there that know me. I love my soccer as well, so been watching that. Um, Italy got up. Great. We're both Italian, for those exactly who don't right. know, so that's big news. Not yeah. that I follow it, but it's always yeah. nice to know the yeah. homeland's getting a win. Absolutely, if Australia's not in it, we're absolutely going for Italy. So 100%. Um, yeah, back in the Italians in, and they yeah, they played well, and it's been great um, watching that um, over the weekend. It's been be a good, uh, good month watching that. So that's kept me happy. While Carlton's not, well, I mean, even if Carlton was playing, um, it would still make me happier. But, um, <laughs> uh, but no, it's been good. It's been good. And yeah, Harry re-signing this morning was was great to to wake up to. And yeah, hopefully Cripps. Um, I mean, well, we all know Cripps is going to re-sign. Um, it was, we just want it to be official, so it's just done. Yeah, I think. Well, from what I'm, from how I'm reading it, sorry, I think. They were waiting for Harry to sign so they could figure out Cripps' contract. Mm. They feel like they're both asking for big money, obviously. They're yep. both guns. I think depending how much one was happy to take would can you know would make a difference to the other one. I think that's why they had to wait for one before the other would yep. get done. Yep. Now that Harry's out of the way, they can give Cripps a clear indication of this is what we're going to offer you, take it or leave it sort of thing. But he's agreed to sign, so... Yep. Yeah, Cripps it's going to be taken. Cripps is not, he's not going anywhere. No, exactly. Yeah. So now that Harry's out of the way, yeah. yeah, within a couple of days, you'd imagine they'd be able to get Cripps' done. Whether they delay it or not, who knows? I know a lot of people delay their contracts to the end of the year. Shea Bolton's another one who's, I know for Richmond, who's um, said he doesn't want to sign until the end of the year, which is disappointing. But I think yeah. Cripps will probably sign in the next couple of days. Like, if you, 
from what you've just told me. Yeah, and especially with this external review and everything going on as well. They need a, um, they need positivity to happen. They need it to look like um, people want to be there. They want to make it look like the culture's good. Because, um, you know, if you've got your stars, if you've got no players leaving and you, all your stars are re-signing, then something good must be happening within the footy department. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I think the external review got announced the night that we recorded last week or the day after as well. So we, we missed talking about that too. There's a few big um, talking points last week yeah. that came in after we, uh, yeah, we recorded. exactly. So, um, yes, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of that. That should conclude soon. Um, but, yeah, I mean, great to, ha- great to have some positives after a pretty disappointing season, actually a very disappointing season so far. So see how we go and, um, yeah, back in action this week. That's it. And uh, something else that was disappointing, which we – got up coming up next was the caroline wilson comments that um she said on was it what, what, what show was, was it i think on? it was her podcast actually was it a podcast it was yeah. okay i thought it was on tv there you go it was on a podcast her comments about seb ross and tim memory what what were your thoughts i didn't like it didn't like it at all i mean family comes first more than anything yeah. especially your children or your newborn children um and your wife so i think I think it's a no-brainer um, for a player to go home and, um, yeah, be there for their newborn and be there for their wife and very young children. Well, that's it. And, I mean, Caroline said, you know, Sebra shouldn't have gone. You know, his kids were born. He missed a game when his kids, when his twins were born, and that was five or six weeks ago now. Um, I know twins are hard, but surely there's plenty of other family that could fill that role. It's like, well, he's their father. Mm. I think I know which one comes first in terms of which which is a priority and which isn't. And look, obviously as a St Kilda supporter, you'd be disappointed. But I know for me when, you know, we had some players last year go home from the hub to be with their families, as much as it disappoints you, you know that they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, would I, you know, would you prefer to see Seb Ross out there as a St Kilda fan? Yes, of course you would. But, you know, to to say that he shouldn't be with his family after having twins and mm. a newborn, you want to spend time with your kids and they're potentially going to Cairns as well now. Um Oh, no, they weren't Cairns, sorry. So that's why they came home. So they didn't want to fly yeah. to Cairns. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they didn't want to fly to Cairns. So they came home to be with their family. It's like, well, I don't know. I think Caroline Wilson, I feel, is the type that would have eaten alive another journalist if he had said this. And I don't want to get, you know, into all the political aspect of it. But I feel like if a male journal came out and said that a player shouldn't spend time with his wife and kids, Caroline Wilson would be one of the first ones to eat him alive for saying something like that. Yeah. Now she's come out with a comment. And she's also said she refuses to apologise. Yeah. I don't think she, she mustn't have kids, and I don't think anyone likes her. So yeah, let's I'd be honest. I yeah, I don't know where she gets. Wh- I don't know. I don't know what made her come up with this. She yeah. goes, "Oh, if Seb Ross and Tim Member were there, they would have won that game." Well, they still blew a forty-point lead. Yeah. So yeah, if the game was tight the whole game, and it was you know only a few points in it from first quarter to the last quarter, yeah, maybe they probably would have changed the game. But mm. they're forty points up. Those two players aren't going to change that result. Like, yeah. you've lost that game yourselves. Don't blame two players going home to be with their families. And they've been there all season yeah. during their terrible losses. Yeah, so, so what's happened there? Yeah. So you can't you can't use that as an excuse. And I think Caro's way off the mark there. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not expecting an apology from her. I think that's a bit far-fetched. Like, what, what, she doesn't have to apologise for it, but at least no. maybe admit that, yeah, okay, I think I'm, what I said was probably maybe she needs to wrong. give herself a Caro's arrow. Yeah, I, I, th- I think so. I mm. think so. But disappointing. But <clears throat> what are you going to do? Oh well. Um, let's move on to next week's games. Round fourteen already. It's going quick. It's flying. It's going quick. And this is the last uh, last week of the buy rounds as well, which is another topic. The buy rounds. 
I don't like it how it's split up into three weeks. I reckon you should just have one one buy round where no one plays, and then get on with it. Just have a complete week off. Yeah, because otherwise you got three, four games. Like it's boring footy. It is you boring know? footy because then you don't like this week we've got eight teams not playing. That's exactly that's the, that's ridiculous. You know, just under half the comp. Yeah, one um, only the one game on Sunday. Yeah, uh, it it is it is boring. I understand. I, I see where you're coming from. The only thing I'll say is this year it might have, um, it might have helped in terms of because you can relocate. Like Richmond West Coast was re- was yeah. moved and no, but because they, of COVID, they do it all. But even pre-COVID, they were doing this. Yeah, no, that, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. This yeah. year, I can understand why how it's worked. But yeah, they do this every year, and I'm I'm not for it. I wouldn't mind even. I don't mind splitting maybe two rounds. Um, yeah, but. The one round, the week off footy probably wouldn't hurt anybody either. Just a week off. Everyone has the same bye week, and then yeah. no one's like advantage, disadvantage, or anything. So exactly right. I mean, they survived last year. They had no buys last year. They flew all the so, way through. So I mean, yeah, they can do it. Um, but all right, round fourteen. It starts on Friday night. We've got Geelong and the Western Bulldogs at GMHBA Stadium in front of no people, which has been confirmed. This game isn't relocating from Victoria, so it's staying at GMHBA, but no fans, which is. Bizarre, I'm being glad. it's in Geelong and it's, it's away, f- away from Metro Melbourne. I guess the hard part with that is then they would have to set up borders from Melbourne to Regional Vic, and that's where it probably gets tricky because what's stopping me from driving from St Kilda to Geelong? Yeah, I know there's you know stop points and stuff like that most likely on the highway, but it does get tricky when that stuff starts to happen. So I understand from that point of view, but yeah, Geelong's in Regional Victoria; they've got no lockdown restrictions. Mm. I don't know why you couldn't have limited capacity out there. I'm glad they're not moving it. I'm glad to yeah. see that they're pushing to keep footy in Victoria. Go for it. But, yeah, I'm disappointed there isn't slight crowd. And I'm sure the Geelong fans would be as well because they don't play GMHBA as much as I'd probably like to, especially some of the bi- against some of the bigger Melbourne clubs. Like, it's their home game against Richmond later in the year and we're playing at the G. And I know there's been plenty of arguments mm. about that in the I'll past. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But um, So, disappointed they won't be able to go to the game. But... You know, I think the, the players themselves will still take that home ground advantage regardless of whether there's fans or not. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, yeah, I think Geelong are going to win this game as well. They were very impressive last week against Port over there. They were huge against yeah. Port. And I think if that wasn't a statement game enough, this will be another one yeah. because B- Bulldogs have been that other team that's been right at the top yeah. of the ladder all year. And if they can knock off the Dogs again, then uh, or not again, sorry, but after beating Port last week, it'll be huge yeah. for them. Yeah. Uh, Saturday afternoon, we've got Gold Coast and Port Adelaide. At Metricon, jeez, it's a Gold Coast. You just don't know. I mean, are they ever going to improve or get better? Gold Coast. What are they? Have, have like, somehow they, flown under the yeah. radar in terms of St Kilda have copped it, Carlton have copped yeah, it. They need it. They more. haven't heard. We haven't heard anything about the Gold They've Coast. They've been son. just as bad as them. But that was in terms of their, in terms of their expectations as well. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. In terms of expectations, they've been terrible as well. I can't give any reason as to why I would tip them this week, so I'm going Port Adelaide. Yeah. Um, but they've definitely got to have a little bit more scrutiny put on them as well because I don't know what's happening at the goal because I really I've hardly watched any of their games this year. They're mm. just boring. Last year they were exciting to watch. Yeah. I loved watching them. They've been a bit more boring this year. Yeah. Maybe you know Matty Rowe's out there. Me and might, might might switch your TV back to Gold Coast, but uh, yeah, I highly doubt it, and I highly doubt they'll beat Port Adelaide either. Yeah. No, Port for me as well. Uh, Saturday. Uh, what is it? Four thirty Saturday. We've got North Melbourne and Brisbane. Um, this has been moved from Marvel to Bloodstone in Tassie. One of the two games this week yeah. has been moved to Tassie. Yeah. Well, North like playing there. They they play. They arguably play better there, don't they? In Tassie, they, they do. They just last make, week they were great against GWS. They're just stating the case to move. Yeah, the they should just move there. They should just move there. 
They uh, they do play good footy there, although looking at the sports bet odds, yeah, the odds that. aren't great for them. So Brisbane a dollar sixteen, the North Melbourne's five dollars thirty, and I think that's probably just about right. Yep. Do, yeah, lines for me, regardless of how good North Melbourne can play um, in Tasmania, I just yeah, I can't mount any case for them. Yeah, I mean Brisbane, are, they had the bye last week, so and they're coming off that loss to Melbourne, so yeah, they'll be they'll be raring to go Brisbane, and I think they could really do a number on them. Uh, Saturday night, we've got GWS and Carlton at Giant Stadium. Blues Ooh. are back after their bye. <sighs> Does the week off help them? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. You, I honestly you look don't know. very disinterested right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told. You, I was telling you before, like, I'm just... Like, we've, Carlton supporters are just... We, we, we can't... We just can't... <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know how to ex- explain it. Like, we just can't... We don't want to care anymore. That's yeah. the thing. Like we've just been let down year after year after year, like times 20. Yeah, it's like disappointing. We just, and with this review and everything that's going on, like this Harry re-signing got, got me back a little bit this morning. Like, oh, yeah, here we go. Like Over the last week or so, I've been completely disinterested in anything Carlton related. Like I've just, I'm just fed up, to be honest. Um, so, but no, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to go here, but I'm going to tip GWS. I can't tip us given how we've been playing. I was about to say, I'm tipping the Giants as well, especially at Giants Stadium. Although I will say one thing in support of Carlton. Um, like you said, they've signed Harry. So if the next couple of days they sign Cribs and potentially some more news from this external review comes out that's positive, it could, it could be enough, you know, to flow through to the players and sort of motivate them and pump them up and thinking... We're, you know, we're going to head back on track now. And, uh, something could happen, although, oh, yeah, right, I'm, right. I'm tipping the Giants because you can't rely on something like that. But who knows? Some, some, something as small as two big players re-signing, which I guess isn't small, but, you know, it, does, it shouldn't really affect on-field performance. It could. It, it might. Absolutely, it might. Um, yeah, it might give, that, give the players some extra energy. Who knows? Um, but hopefully this review gives them a good kick up the ass as well and um, they have a good back half of the season because they need to. Because if we go four and eight like we are now, four and eight into the back half, and oh God, there's definitely they have a point to prove with the draw that we've got. Like we've got a pretty favourable draw, yeah. Um, so there's definitely some winnable games here if we get our act together. But yeah, uh, I'll need to I'll need to see some evidence first before I start getting some confidence about them. So yeah, GWS for me. Absolutely. Um, and the final game of the round is on Sunday between Hawthorne and Essendon, which has been moved from the G to Tassie. Another big one in Tassie. Yeah, Tassie. Hawks don't mind it down there either. They yeah. play some good footy as well, um, occasionally down in Tasmania. The Hawks were great last week against they Sydney. They did, didn't they? They smashed them. fantastic. Smashed it was them. great to see. I, I don't mind watching the bottom teams, like especially Hawthorne with such a promising list. Like, I think it might have been you that said it the other week. They're going to be great in a few years. Mm. Like, they've got some good talent coming up. So it was great to see them put on a good performance. And I think they might get the job done here in Tasmania. They're after not the favourites. After the, if, Yeah, before last week's performance, I would have tipped Essendon. But after seeing them last week, they were great. Although we, we've seen what Essendon can do as well. And they've been good this year, so I'm not taking that away from yeah. them. But who knows, in Tasmania, Hawks are yeah, familiar with it. I think it. that's because it's in Tassie. Yeah, and that that's definitely changing uh, my decision. The fact that they're in Tasmania, but they've played some good footy, so I'm going to give I'm going to give them the tip this week, and uh, hopefully they you know prove me right. Yep, yeah, I'm going the Hawks as well. Just I think that'd be a great game down there. All right, that is all the games for round 14. As we said, it's a pretty um, pretty short round because um, yeah, eight teams have the bye, um, which is ridiculous. But that is the last week of the bye rounds, and then we're back into normal rounds of footy next weekend. And 
um, the second half of the season. Season. Jeez. I've done a disposal efficiency. Yeah, <laughs> disposal efficiency, mate. You've done it. Yeah, um, welcome. Welcome to the final. <laughs> Jeez, that's going to be so on the it, intro. It's a pleasure it? to have you. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, so oh, the back half, the second half of the season has officially started. And this is where some teams need to start making their move and um, it's going to separate the, the best from the rest and the ladder usually doesn't change too much. Well, the top eight doesn't usually change too much after this time, usually, so... It's going to be interesting to see what happens and um, teams have plenty of work to do and um, some teams it's already season over so it's going to be interesting to see how those how those teams get motivation. Just to see if they can respond and finish off yeah. strong. Even if they, you know, like you said, a lot of them can't play finals now but if they can finish off strong and look promising for next year, that's even, you know, that's just as um, exciting for some fans. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. Exactly right. And uh, let's thank our sponsors. We shall, we shall. So, as always, we'll thank Million Ma for um, sponsoring us. And RetroJet Prince, go ends. Woo! Sounds so much better in person. The it over does. Zoom, it was a delay and it was weird. It was awful. Yeah. It's good, good, to, good to be back. It's good to be back. But uh, as we say every week, make sure you leave us a review. Subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. We appreciate all the support. Uh, so keep it coming through and uh, we'll uh, chat next week. 